0: The stars at night are big and bright, (laughs) deep in the
1: heart of hockey. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, our new podcast. Well, it's the same podcast with a new name. Woo! It is May 3rd, and this is our second ever playoff podcast. Woo! 34th episode. Second round. Second round. Woo! Game three tonight actually we'll start with round one before i get into opinions of round two
0: okay do we want to talk about our new name or do we feel like we've talked about our new name
1: we should talk about our new name but i totally forgot that that was a point on the bullet list
0: yeah it's a point on the bullet list so um as you guys obviously know since you've been listening to us for a while now um we used to be two bearded ladies um and we posted a post about this um when we changed the name a couple of weeks ago. But I uh, just want to talk about it real quick because this is the first podcast we've done since the name change. Um we were contacted last summer um by somebody who was very well meaning who said that um uh, they liked our, our stuff but they never retweeted us or, you know, promoted our content because of our name and because bearded lady had been used as a slur against somebody that they knew. Um Back then, we responded with you know our meaning behind using the name, the fact that you know it's two ladies talking about hockey and making a bunch of excuses. Um, and uh, recently, with the whole Andrew Shaw thing um, and and him using the word faggot um, to as a derogatory slur against somebody, it was pointed out to us that we're still using that we were still using the term bearded lady as uh, our name um, for a, for our podcast, our blog, and everything. And um, for me, and I know for Carolyn too, because we've talked about this. Yep. um, It really kind of brought home the juxtaposition of those two things. Really brought home for me exactly what we were doing by continuing to use the name, and that really, for me, is what. And, and again, for you too, is yes. what, what. I'm sorry. I don't mean. To keep, I, I just don't want to. I don't want to put opinions into your mouth. So. No, no, no. Um, we've we've yeah, talked about we've this talked a lot. About this. <laughs> um, we have talked about this a lot. So it just we we didn't want to continue using that name because. It was really brought home to us with those two particular incidents um, that what we're doing is the same thing that Andrew Shaw was doing um, on a much even more permanent scale because we'd been using the name for so long. Um, So we apologized, we changed the name, um, we reached out to a couple of people personally to apologize to people that had spoken to us um, and uh, if you guys have any Questions, if you have any concerns, if we have unknowingly done something like that to one of you and you've been, you know, thinking about it, like we 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 do we do wanna be better listeners than we have been in the past. Um and we do really apologize for the ways that we have failed people in the past. Um that's not who we are as people, it's not who we wanna be as people, um,
1: and we want to continually be better people. Yes. Um, and I think, I think the other part of, part of the reason we started this whole podcast and part of the reason we started the blog was to try and create a more inclusive space. Um, and so we really failed in that regard. We did. And we apologize for that.
0: We do. We do heartily apologize for that. Um, and uh, we, like I said, promise to be better listeners in the future about things. So if you have any concerns, please come to us and we'll, we'll do what we can, um, everything we can to, to try to make things better. Yep. So, that is the new name. That is the new name. And, and now it's deep in the heart of hockey, and we like this
1: name better anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty great name. Um, we would like to shout out Jen, faithful listener, for helping us brainstorm the name. Faithful listener and guest poster. So Faithful listener and guest poster. We do.
0: We, we salute you. We appreciate you. You've always been a good friend to us.
1: Um, and so, then, going back to topic number to the playoffs. Round one. Round one. Because we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> because we were busy last week. <laughs> we were very busy last <laughs> week.
0: It was, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, y'all. I have never watched this motaki this close together in my life.
1: No, and me neither. And like, gosh, it, like, because now I have to stay up for like the late games a little bit too. Oh, see. I mean, like, last last
0: year we were writing about it for the blog, but I wasn't necessarily paying attention to every single game. Like, I was basically just yeah. giving, like, you know, well, I looked at the stats and the score so I can tell you this about it. I just watched the recap, so here here's here's what happened. Right. But this, this year, I'm, like, you know, I'm writing a lot of recaps for DVD, so I'm having to, like, watch, watch. Watch, watch everything, and it's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. I'm really hoping there's, like, 16 more of them, but, like, I, I would really, well, no, however many more are left, I would really like us to take this all the way to, you know, a Stanley Cup parade, but, I mean, like, right now I'm like, God, there's so many
1: games. There's so many games. Well, I mean, I, I basically didn't get, like, like, I had a day off, but, like, I also, like, the same time it was another game (laughs) so like i watched it anyway (laughs) see and that's that's the thing for me this
0: year is i don't have game center live this year yeah so like if i'm not here watching games with you
1: i'm not watching them yeah no so watch all of them yeah i know
0: if when i get when i move into my condo finally and have cable like i'll probably watch a lot more (laughs) hockey but anyway back to the wild. We won. Woo! It was glorious. It was. And I will salt my food for the rest of my life on the tears the wild fans shed over that disallowed goal. Because
1: it (laughs) wasn't a fucking goal. No, it was not. I
0: love all of the little wild fans that I am friends with, individually and personally. Y'all are great people, except when it comes to this goal. It was not a goal. It was not a goal. It was I never have, a goal. It like, the guy who took the picture apologized and said, you're right, it wasn't a goal. So, like, it's, it's yeah. not, a,
1: not, a, not a goal. Not a goal. I still think my favorite part of that whole playoff series, though, was the point that I called Jarrett Stoll irrelevant, and then, then he was the one trying to stir everybody up. <laughs> it was like, well, why should I care about you? You're irrelevant. <laughs> I said that on the Wild Podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, they invited me on. I was like, oh maybe I shouldn't have said that. I
0: said nice things about Parisi and some of the other Wilds. Did you say nice things about Dubnik? Because I did say nice things. If they things were about gonna Dubnik. win that in that series, it was gonna be on the back of Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik was
1: far and away their best player that series. Uh
0: yes, he was. I don't you can't come out with any other person. It was Devin Dubnik.
1: And I'm very excited with Transition game, so I was a little bit critical of Jamie Ben during that first series. I feel like he should have been better, despite having ten points, because four of those points were goals, but all of the other points were secondary assists. And I know one of them came on the you power. Wrote
0: a whole article about this,
1: yeah, and I know you did because I edited it. Yeah, <laughs> I edited it. <laughs> uh, but there was I so. I was particularly critical of him for that. And I know one of those was an actual playmaking secondary assist because it came on a power play. It came on a power play. But at the same time, it's not really what you want to see from your lead scorer is a bunch of this nothingness. Right. um, That we typically consider five on five. And Cody Eakin was also kind of eh as well. And that's kind of like you can kind of tell like when Sagan's on and Ben is on, they're racking up points together. But if Ben is really leading the charge, you'd expect Eakin to kind of Put in some goals, too, and stuff like that. Because they're on the line together. They're on a line together. Fucking and Eakin, first round, first, first, first line center, what? Yeah. So first line center, Cody Eakin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever works. First line center, Carrot Top. Yeah. And, uh, but I will say I've been very, very happy with how Ben has played against the Blues. And he's continued, you know, he's potted a goal, he's put up some points, he's got, what, 12 points now. One of those, another one of those is a goal. Yeah, he broke a streak, sadly. He broke a streak, but it's, it, I mean, he's, game two, I thought, was Jamie Benn's best game. Yeah. And it was a loss. Yeah. So that speaks well, I think, to how Jamie Ben is adapting to a much tougher team. But I'd rather us adapt and win. Well, we really, 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 really were close. We should have won that. We were, I mean, that's what happened to Washington last game against the the Penguins. Thank God
0: their series and not one and done.
1: Yes. Although if
0: they were one and 10 we'd have won the first one, so, <laughs> so
1: Whatever. But uh, been fine. we would have won both our series, because we won the first game against the Wild, too. Um. But so I think uh, tonight's game against the Blues is actually going to be really telling. Really telling. For both teams. Because... The Blues got their head, you know, got their tails up in game 2 in a way that we had gotten, you know, the advantage in game 1. And so I think whoever really, you know, takes the ball and runs with it in this game tonight is going to be very
0: difficult to beat. May it be Duncan McLeod of the Clan Dallas Stars. I don't know where it's from. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Vernon Fiddler of the Clan Dallas Stars. <laughs> Ah, uh, there can be only one. Right? Um, yeah. I mean...
1: How do you feel about the Blues series so far? I,
0: I find it frustrating because I feel like it is, again, another microcosm of all of the things that we keep complaining about the stars with. Like, like the one game against the the Wild in the last round, mm-hmm. where they're... Outplaying their opponent, being hamstrung by their own goaltending, mm-hmm. and not able to get goals on the other end. Because Carrie Letnin let in three goals on five shots.
1: Yes, I will say though, I actually don't blame Kari a lot for those because th- two of those three were I yes were actual defensive breakdowns. I and I, and I don't I, think di- I don't think Brian Elliott would have saved them. You know that's and that's fine, but it was still three on five. No, it was still in, in, uh, coming back to tie it. So Micah McCurdy has this whole thing about score effects, right? And his thing is that usually if you go up by a lot and then let in the same, like, and then the the opponent comes back, you're still the better team and not vice versa. And so even though we had the best one of the best third periods we'd ever seen go having a terrible first 10 minutes was really what screwed us Mm -hmm. and so i don't we can't have that first 10 minutes again and i think that's kind of where i'm coming from like if the blues not even necessarily go up 3-1 on us but if the blues really take it to us in shots and possession in the first couple of minutes i think we're going to have a much harder game and a much harder series than if we can take that lead
0: Although we had a fucking textbook perfect game against the wild in game six and they still came back to make it really interesting. <laughs> That's so true. Uh so I feel like I feel like you can say all these things about what teams are usually like, and I feel like the stars are the exception to every fucking thing anybody ever says about stats.
1: Yes. That is that is true. I think we proved Which that last is- year. Fun, <laughs> I suppose, if you like being tortured. It's very fun for everyone who is not emotionally
0: invested. God damn, that is so true. Uh, okay, so number C, or letter C. Number C? The fuck? Letter C under number three is, Does your cell like to hurt me? And I want you to know, I forgot yesterday to switch my Dallas Stars calendar to... May, do you know who Mr. May is in the Dollar Stars calendar? I have an inkling based on this lead-up. It is fucking Antoine Roussel. So I, I didn't, I didn't remember that. I just flick it, and of course, it's. I was like. I'm so mad at you. (laughs) And I know it's not, like, Aaron went into this whole thing on DVD about how it's not actually Roussel's fault. He probably shouldn't have been called for that penalty. And whatever, that's fine. I'm not going to argue any of that. I'm just going to say that Roussel is the one that was in the box when they scored the game-winning goal, and I just want to punch him.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, (sighs) so apparently Lindy had a closed-door meeting with him about the three penalties he took tonight. Or last night. So... I don't expect the same kind of performance today. (laughs) I mean, we already
0: know that Lindy is the kind of guy that's going to call your dad, so. Yeah, so true. (laughs) Lindy pulls no punches. (laughs) Lindy,
1: yeah. Uh, I think... Lindy Ruff
0: will get the best out of his players. God
1: help them. (laughs) I think, I think here's my problem with that, with that whole, like, well, you shouldn't call it a penalty if you're not going to call this other one a penalty, They both should be called penalties, and that's what I really wrestle with. Yeah, it's the inconsistent
0: roughing that's bothering me.
1: It's not... I think it was a penalty. It was pretty clearly interference. He should have gone offside. It would have been fine. And it's not like, you know, Alishemski scores on breakaways. So we would have probably been better off with a set play from the faceoff. Yeah. (laughs) But the point really is that he doesn't... That several penalties similar to what happened there were not called... Um and that's really the issue is like if you're going to call every single penalty, you need to call every single penalty the same way you yeah. have to it just ha- that's the only way instead things of change. getting
0: reputation calls against a certain player.
1: Right, or not even, you know, just necessarily even a reputation call. Well, it's if you're like, not
0: calling it against other players who are not known for those kinds of things, but yeah. you are calling it against one who is, that's a reputation call. It
1: is a reputation call, you're right. And that, the, and the, so therefore, all calls should be made, and then no one has a specific reputation, usually. Yeah. And I mean, if you have a reputation for fighting, you have a reputation for fighting, right? Like, right. it's not like a reputation for dirty hits or right. whatever. And it's the same case, actually, in the... Uh, the Capitals pen series where you're getting injurious looking hits. Jesus. I Left know. and right. And and frankly, you know, transitioning onto Oh, yes, the rest I was about of the to say, <laughs> yeah, NHL. Let's go ahead and do that. I really really hate the way they're handling the Latang suspension. Um which so Chris Latang laid a an interference hit, a late hit on Marcus Johansson last night in game three of Caps-Pens. Brooks Orpic had laid a very late hit on Ali Mata that likely concussed him. They're calling it an upper body injury. Oh, okay. He, no. <laughs>
0: Did you see him afterwards? Yes. <laughs> I felt so bad for that poor kid. He had no idea where he was.
1: Yeah. So they're calling it an upper body injury, but, you know, spade is spade, it's a... Concussion. 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 So he got suspended for three games. I will grant you, the Orpic hit was much, much later, but it was still a headshot, it was still a late hit. The only difference is that it was a, it resulted in a concussion. hmm Chris Letang, same scenario, late hit, headshot, one game, because no concussion. And I've ranted about this before, and I will rant about it to the day I die. Apparently um, per Brian Burke, who who said this on an interview somewhere, and I don't—I'll try and find the link again. Uh, the NHLPA actually lobbied really hard for that—that that the injuries would mitigate your suspension. Mm. And the only reason I can think to do that is because suspension is a forfeiture of income. Mm-hmm. So the longer you're suspended, even for similar infractions, the more you give up. And so with especially with the NHLPA NHLPA being skewed towards older players to having their interests at heart because they don't give a shit about rookies. Right. Like, we know that for a fact. Then that's all I can think they would really care about. Plus, I mean, you've got a lot of more older players who tend to be kind of the heavier hitters, too. Less, I find, while obviously there are young kids who do that, too, tom wilson for example more of the older players used to be enforcers or grew up with fighting or whatever and have a little bit more tolerance for it i guess i should say whereas i feel like the new nhl needs to actually worry more about player safety than anything and they just aren't doing it that's how i feel about the Latang suspension
0: it doesn't seem like enough games to me personally well, it's not enough
1: games because no one got hurt. That's the point. Like, right.
0: No, I know. I'm, I'm just... I'm agreeing with your point.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you can certainly find precedent for one game for that kind of hit. Sorry? Certainly find precedent. The problem is that one game doesn't change shit all. What did
0: you say yesterday? Do you want me to repeat this? Because you said it in DMs, but like, when you call the Tang the Martian of defense...
1: You are not the only person I said that to. Okay, so. I was like,
0: that was hilarious and actually sounding kind of true these days. I mean,
1: and Brad Marchand is a very, very talented player. He hit 30 goals this year, which no one thought he would do. And, you know, he's a possession driver all on his own. He plays great defense. And, and Latang is all of those things. Great scorer, excellent player, takes really shitty, cheap penalties all the time. Yeah. All the time. He, got, he slashed a dude in the throat. In the Rangers series. And it might have been accidental, but he got no, like, I mean, he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like, it it was completely undisciplined, uncontrolled, and he should have had, at the very least, a penalty for it, which he didn't get. He should have probably gotten suspended for it, because it was the throat in a very unprotected area. And he didn't. And it's just one of those things. It's like, Latang is not, like, the only people who really, really, really stand for Latang are Penn's fans because he never hurts their team. Right. And I like Latang a lot. In fact, I think he should have been on the Norris ballot. But we gotta, you know, control ourselves at some point, people.
0: For sure. So, let's get into some of the talking points for this. Are, well, okay. Are the real winners the referees? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think so. Um, were we surprised by any of the teams that came out of the fir- that went out in the first round?
1: I thought the Panthers would go farther.
0: I am so mad the Panthers didn't go farther. I, ugh,
1: I'm I really, so I mad. Really, and, and Kevin
0: Spacey and I are equally
1: disappointed. <laughs> I, I, the Panthers played a great series. Um, Honestly, like, those were all really close games for the most part. They won the possession battle for the entire series. And how cool would a f- all-Florida series have been
0: for that oh, state? Oh, so
1: good. It would have been so good. I'm still rooting for that to happen in one of these years.
0: Ugh, that would have been so good. A f- few. Stupid other team. Islanders. That's stupid it. Islanders. I'm sorry, Glenn, but stupid Islanders.
1: Right. Uh. Okay, so who do you like for the other series? Um, I still say Capitals over the Pens. I think that's going to be the most contentious series. I say Capitals over the Pens, too, because I don't believe in rookie goaltending. Oh, well, so Flurry is apparently back to feeling normal. Well, I... Okay, so when I
0: did the post for DVD, I said... I said Capitals over Pens, if they still have Murray. But then I said, but I've heard that Flurry might be coming back, and that would be a whole new ballgame. So, but I still... I, I just... I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be I, it's going to go to 7 games and it's going go to be a bloodbath.
1: It's going to be a bloodbath. Like if anybody makes it to the Eastern Co- like that Tampa might win or the Eastern Conference cuz I take Tampa over the Islanders. Oh yeah, right? me too. Uh so and, and they might win the the Eastern Conference finals simply because no one will be left standing after the yeah, <laughs> after, after, after the, the caps Cap- Ben Yeah. Series. No, it's true.
0: <laughs> that has been my favorite to watch though.
1: Uh, you know, I watched game one, and I watched most of game two, and then I just couldn't take it for game three. I was like, no, I'm gonna, like, watch some comfort TV, get my West Wing on. I'm in almost the end of season five right now. It's so good. I didn't, well,
0: I didn't watch, I didn't watch yesterday's game. I watched Saturday's game.
1: Oh my god, I it was, is good hockey, though. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Spurs, because
0: every now and then I'm a basketball fan! Um, and it was intense.
1: Sorry, guys, you can probably. Is this noise? I have no idea, but you guys can probably hear. Hang on just a second. S-
0: yep, they can hear it. You
1: can hear some low level buzzing going on in the background. My neighbor is getting ready to rent his house, so he's doing like all this yard work, and like only ever when we were trying to actually do something like talk or watch a game. Yeah. Because like, last time they were mowing the yard during the entirety of the Stars game. It was so annoying.
0: Yeah. Yep, and I was asking her to turn it the way the fuck up because I couldn't hear (sighs) the... almost so accurate and interesting NBC <laughs> commentary. Right. Um, okay, so, w- favorite, favorite non-star series. Mine is the Caps Pens. Mine has to be Caps
1: Pens, too. It's, it's just so good.
0: It's so interesting! They're gonna kill each other! Who doesn't love a series where they're basically gonna I'm waiting for a line brawl where literally everybody ends up in the box.
1: And they finally got Ovi and Crosby on the board last night. Yeah! And before that, none of them had scored. Yeah! And I will say, I'm taking, I'm taking caps, but I actually have quite a lot of lo- love for the Benino Kessel Haglin line. Yes. Like, that line is ridiculous. Probably the best second line, sorry, Malkin, second line in hockey right now is that line, and like, it's just so crazy good, and I have a, I have a good friend who's a huge Benino fan, knows him from growing up together and stuff, and uh, so he's just over the goddamn moon about it. That's awesome. So, I think, uh, I really actually, I'm really, really enjoying the Either team that comes out of that is going to be a fantastic team to watch in, in probably both final series. I'm so, it's such a good hockey. Like, this is these are the kind of series that make hockey fans.
0: I know. Well, my first playoffs ever... Second playoffs ever? I can't remember. One of the first playoffs I watched with my dad was the Montreal Senators game. Yes, you told me about that. I've I've talked about it on the podcast before. But, like, that is one of those things where I was like, this is hilarious. Because I had no personal stake in what was going on at all. And all I was doing was laughing literally the entire time. Like, there were three people left on the bench at the end of the game, and I was like, this is awesome. Is all of hockey like this? No, that was the last game I saw that was like that. (laughs) But, like, I just... I live for those kinds of moments when they're not happening to my
1: team, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, that's so true. Ugh. I think if people watch the Stars... People are, love the Stars Blues series, too, that are not me. Like, I just want to get through it. <laughs> like, I just want to get through it because
0: <laughs> somebody was telling me that, like, their, their stretch goal was for the Stars to get to the conference final. And I really feel like if we make it past the Blues... We could beat anybody else in the rest of the league. Oh,
1: entirely. The Blues? So The Blues it, are
0: going to be our hardest challenge.
1: Entirely. Entirely. The so, Blues. i like...
0: My stretch goal is for them to get past the Blues. Yeah. Because once they get past the Blues, I feel like it is fucking on. Like, we can do the rest of that. Not easily, but we can do the rest of that. But we can do it. We just got to get past the Blues.
1: Yeah. No, I think... I mean, the Sharks are a pretty easy lock to come home in over Nashville. The Sharks were a, comp- a very underrated team, actually, going into the playoffs. Uh, nobody... I wasn't surprised at all when the, when they beat the Kings. I thought they were going to beat the Kings for sure. And, uh, I... I if it weren't for Poyle and Ribe- Ribeiro, I would like the Preds. At, at least, like, the direction they were heading. Um, I, I like with Poyle? I just think he's, A, he's kind of a shitty person. Uh-huh. He makes a lot of excuses for shit that Ribeiro has done and oh, stuff like that. Gross. He's just not a good person. Um, also, though, I will say... This is probably my favorite thing I've ever learned about him. So I spent, like, when those NHL emails, the concussion emails got released, I spent, like, all night going through them and sorting through them to see what I could pull out. And there was an email from him in it. And he was he was railing on the player safety for not, you know, punishing a hit harder. But in the bottom of his, like, email signature, it was David Poyle, GM of the Nashville Predators, and then it had, like, a friends and family link to buy tickets. <laughs> serious. Click. <laughs> I was like, and then it like, then I was like, is this still active? Like I was really, I didn't, Did, get, I didn't look at it, I didn't uh, enter the link, but I was like, is this still active?
0: <laughs> Everybody who listens to us is now going to go try to buy tickets in Nashville with that the, friends, with and, family friends and
1: family link. I was like, really though? Your GM needs the friends and family link in his email signature. In his bio? <laughs> yeah, his email signature. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think we could beat the Sharks if we get past the Blues. And I
0: think that we can beat anybody in the East. I think we it, have uh, we play better against the East than we do against the West.
1: I think the only might the only difference would be if we end up fight facing off against the Penguins because we played the old crappy Penguins and not the new fa- fast Penguins.
0: That's true. They didn't
1: have they didn't have Haglin. They didn't really have you know Kessel was being moved all over the place. They didn't have that second line. When did Haglin go there? Uh, Haglin came was in, he a, in.
0: Was he at trade deadline?
1: No, he was about December. I thought we played them after that. I'm pretty sure our first two games were in October, and November. But we definitely, they, they definitely weren't. They didn't. Yeah. We didn't have Mike Sullivan Penguins. We had, right. we had Mike we, Johnson yeah. Penguins. Yeah,
0: that's true. So even
1: if they had Haglin, they didn't know what they were doing with him. Right. And so, and and uh, you know Connor Sheary's been playing really well, and he came up from um Wilkes-Barre Scranton for. uh, like February or something like that. So then the penguins are very, very different than when we played them. But I still think we're going to play the Caps. I just got
0: distracted because somebody on Twitter asked me why I was salty about McDavid. Oh, well, that's
1: because A, you're made of salt.
0: Uh, Yeah, A, I am made of salt. It is literally in my bio that I am a salty winter adult. (laughs) I just thought that was
1: hilarious when I
0: saw that. (laughs)
1: There is no better description for you than salty winter adult, thank you. I can't think of one either. um
0: God oh, yeah, I am. I'm a salty winter adult um yeah that that's the first reason. The second reason is that if you're gonna hype a thing i I feel like there needs to be more reason than just his junior potential he's He hasn't played enough games in the n h l for them for him to be as hyped as he is. For so, him to be winning NHL awards, getting on the cover of NHL games.
1: Here's my thing. I, there hasn't been a Calder winner who has played less than 60 games outside of a lockout shortened season. Mm-hmm. And that's because 40-something games, 45 in his case, is too small a sample size. Yeah. Because you don't actually know what's going to happen. Because that's actually two stretches of twenty games for him. It's not even like forty-five games altogether. Right. It's two stretches of twenty games.
0: Yeah, which is an even smaller sample size. Which
1: is an even smaller sample size. And it, I, I actually got really salty about Jack Eichel not being on it to this year uh, earlier. And, and I, I kind of get why he's not, right? Because he didn't end up tops in scoring, and he oh, okay. didn't because he kept getting moved all over, like having a different linemate every night. Whatever. Jack Eichel didn't have a single forward line mate over four hundred minutes.
0: Oh five my five. god! Are you serious? Yeah.
1: And like Fucking somebody. Balsma. What the hell, man? Somebody was like telling me that well, well, he was his. It's really not his four possession, like his shots four that are a problem. It's his shots against. And so I went and looked at his like rolling averages that Micah has on Hockey Viz, and wouldn't you know, his shots against like just peaked, like, in a crazy amount, when he, in during, like, December, November, December, and a little, like, early January, when he was paired with Brian Gianta, like, I mean, and and 15 other people. I'm just like, wow! Hmm. Weird that somebody with inconsistent
0: fourth-line mates, like can't seem to put get it, it together. All together.
1: <laughs> A rookie, even. Like, it's not like he's, like, 19-year-old. Yeah, oh, my God. Can't put it all together playing with 15 well, different people. These Calder, these
0: Calder finalists are also making me salty again about Klingberg last year. Yeah,
1: that's really my big one. And I, I try not to talk about it, because I know I was real, real salty at the time, but, like, Goss Despair is the same age, older than John Klingberg was, Panarin but, uh, is also older than... John yeah, Thangbert but he's a was. forward, so I, I I call forwards and defensemen different, right? Whatever. I'm like, still so salty. I, I, my problem is that uh, Praeco, Panarin also... Didn't Panarin also play three
0: years in another league?
1: Yes, he did. So... Praeco is... Here's my thing, though. Praeco put up better possession numbers and really excellent primary point numbers, um, and I think better five-on-five numbers, than... Goss Despair. He's also younger. This is like a Clark Kent thing. You need to put your glasses back on. It's weird me <laughs> out. Sorry, they were really dirty. so I was <laughs> cleaning up. Uh, so Preyeko has all these great things about him. Doesn't have quite the point totals that, that Goss Despair did. Didn't do as well on the... Wasn't on the, pe- the power play as much because they have, you know, Petrangelo and Shattenkirk there as opposed to Philly where they have no one. Right. And uh, so... <laughs> But he's younger. So I was like, oh, well, if you're, if, if it's more amazing to do less when you're younger, then why isn't Preyeko the defenseman Caldernam and not Gas Despair? Like, that's my thing about it. It's like, okay, age is only conven only the reason you vote for something when it's convenient because you don't want to vote for this other person. I'm just going to punch people again. It's just one of those things. I was like, wow, this is really kind of...
0: Look, awards weren't even one of my points. I know. I'm just so mad about it. But you said
1: the rest of the NHL, and that is a thing that happened. That's true. Fuck the rest of the NHL. I hate them all. At this point, the only thing I really care about is Bruce Boudreaux winning the Jack Adams. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true,
0: though. Like, I really need that to happen. (laughs) That is so true. I don't really care what the fuck happens with the rest of the NHL awards, because... It's all bullshit anyway. Right. But, seriously.
1: Bruce Boudreau is one of the best coaches in hockey, and the- I mean, I- I- Anaheim firing Boudreau is literally the definition of doing something for doing something's sake. Well, and the thing is, like, it's not- like- it's not like the GM doesn't know who the real culprits
0: are, because he also called out his players. Yeah. And so the fact that he's calling out his players but firing the coach makes no sense to me. Like, you're acknowledging that your players are actually the problem if you're calling them out, but you can't fire them. Yeah. But you can fire your coach. So instead of firing your coach, who, by the way, got you from literally last in the league to a, like, first in the Pacific, let's see, were they first? They were first in the Pacific for four years. So, like, but, yeah, so getting them up, like, I don't understand the reasoning here. And it's baffling to me, but at the same time, all I'm doing is laughing hysterically, because, A, fuck the ducks. <laughs> B, fuck the ducks. C, yeah, gets laughing, Perry, you done fucked up. Basically. Because, fuck the ducks. Yep. Yep. Uh, I have no chill about the ducks. I hate them with a fiery passion. There was nothing that was more beautiful to me than the Panthers eliminating the fucking Ducks. I was so excited. The Preds, you mean? That's what I meant. The (laughs) Preds. Different. Ah, It was a p-word.
1: The would predators. Been, it gift. would have been even better. That would have
0: been. been even more hilarious if somehow they'd made it to the finals and the Panthers won the cup. On that, <laughs> that would have been so beautiful. Would I would have, have laughed so, so hard. Except that it would have meant we're not in it anymore, and that would have made me cry. Yeah, but uh, anyway. But anyway, if they'd made it, I'm. I feel confident the Panthers. won one.
1: <laughs> I do too. I do too.
0: I'm just going to throw that out there.
1: <laughs> we
0: believed in you. We Andy. believed in you. Okay, so we have a lot of questions to get through. I'm okay. going to time you talking about the NWHL for five minutes.
1: Okay. Hang on. Let me start the timer. Okay. 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 Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Oh, my God. Calm down. Okay. Go. So the NWHL is into free agency right now. Um, they did... The NWHL is slightly different than the NHL in that when you draft a player, it's not a draft that you are required to sign with the team that drafts you. You go into a restricted free agency period, much like the players who were on contracts last year, at which point they can do their best to persuade you to sign. But if for any reason you're not down with living in Buffalo, you don't have to. So as of May 1st, literally everybody who did not sign with a team is now an unrestricted free agent. And frankly, I think this is going to be a far more fun free agency than the NHL free agency because... Everybody is done. Like, no one has a roster. No one has a roster whatsoever. Literally, every single person was on a one-year contract. So the Pride are building from scratch. The Riveters have built from scratch. The Riveters are gonna be the Riveters have Amanda Kessel, which is gonna be fucking amazing. The Riveters this year are going to probably be the team to beat. And granted, I say that without any of the U.S. national team having signed yet, but not knowing where Hillary Knight is, not knowing where I mean, I think Hillary Knight and Brianna Decker are gonna come back for the Pride. They're, they train in Boston. It's probably gonna be you know the best fit. Village. Like Boston. Them. They like Boston. But Boston um is going to have to try and sign some of their their draft picks, like Alex Carpenter, who's also on the national team. Um, and so far they've only got three or four people signed for the entire team. And um we know that the national team is probably going to um, do a group negotiation kind of like they did last year, which is why they didn't sign until super late. And we didn't know where Hillary Knight was going until super late. But uh they're going to look very different they're going to have to look very different because their cap isn't going up the structure changed a little bit um and they're going to try and sign a bunch of those draft picks and uh the riveters are doing some really really exciting things and i'm i'm just excited i i think this nwhl season is going to be fantastic
0: okay so let's quickly answer the questions why haven't the buttes signed more than one player yet do they secretly hate jen
1: uh, they have signed two players now. Oh, so they don't secretly hate Jen. They've actually signed three. My bad. Okay, so uh, they definitely don't secretly hate Jen. Uh, they might secretly hate Jen. They've only signed two defensemen, one of whom I'm kind of iffy on, Paige Harrington, and then a backup goaltender, or a goaltender, I should say, um, who was one of their draft picks. And she's going to be probably be quite good, um, so that's great, because goaltending was a little iffy for them last year. And then they have a former Olympian. Uh, Lisa Chesson. I don't actually know how, how her last name is pronounced. Um, to help round, you know, with the blue line. And she's supposed to be like a defensive defenseman. But, um... Eh, Buttes are a little, probably a
0: little iffy right now. So, and then Andrew asks, are the New York Riveters
1: the Maple Leafs of the NWHL? I don't feel like that's quite a fair comparison because the Maple Leafs knew what they were doing all the time last year, whereas the actual issue with the riveters is that they didn't actually know what they were doing last year <laughs> and so they were just quite bad and um i gave i I gave then head coach Chad Weissman a lot of grief like I thought his structure was bad I thought the way he was using his players was bad all of that and so this year when he got named both head coach and GM I was really really worried about it but he has made some brilliant moves. In free agency, he's stolen two of the Whale's key players, including Jamie Leonoff, my favorite women's goaltender, and Kaylee Fratkin, who led all blue line points for the Whale. Do we think that... And Amanda Castle. Do we think that
0: Nana Fujimoto is going to be back
1: for the Riveters? I don't think so. I don't... In fact, I don't even know if she's going to be back for the NWHL. Oh, really? Um, apparently she wanted to spend more time with her national team, which I think, so I think she might go back to Japan. Uh, but we don't know, no. Okay, okay. Um, because she is also an unrestricted free agent. Sure,
0: right, everybody is. I just didn't know if you'd heard anything about her.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's kind of the, the
0: expectation at that point. Oh, that's too bad for the Riveters. Uh, you have 46 seconds if you'd like to say anything else.
1: Um, I don't have anything else to say. Cool. Alright, good job. Way to go, friend. Oh, I was talking fast. You were. <laughs> I, I'm,
0: I'm impressed with you right now. All right. So let's move on to reader questions. Um, I will ask the
1: first one because I just monologued. Okay. Cool. Uh, so Anon asks, and we think this might have been from last week, have you guys made your brackets? If you have, who have you put down as winners?
0: So we did make our brackets. Um, well, Carolyn made hers on the podcast last week or last time. So um, you know that she had the stars winning. I Woo! also had the stars winning. I am like 99% sure I had a Stars Caps
1: finish. You did have a Stars Caps finish. Yeah. I also have a car Stars Caps. So,
0: I've been having to pick winners for each um series on defending Big D and I've refused to put down the stars where people can see it because I refused the first time just because I didn't want to be a jinx and like they won. So the second time <laughs> I was like, "Hey, it worked for me last time. Fuck it. I'm not <laughs> picking the, I'm not picking the stars. I'm not picking anybody." Yeah. Um I believe they can win. I believe with my whole heart that they can win. I they just need to not get in their own way about it. So yeah. um I in my bracket have the stars winning everything. But so do I. I had the stars winning everything last time and they went out <laughs> in six games in the first round. So I'm not really a good person to ask for like serious picks. My brackets are always about feelings.
1: I don't think you I, I think I think the Western Conference is kind of a crapshoot. I think having either the pens or the caps is probably a good pick. I, yeah conference. i think
0: so I, th- I i feel confident in my pick all right so julia asks we're gonna ask these one at a time and answer them because she asked a lot of questions what players have surprised you in this year's playoffs which ones have disappointed you um russell so- has disappointed me <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding that's a joke actually
1: uh i think foxa though on that that note he's
0: really surprised me
1: foxa has been fantastic in this yeah playoffs. um Switching out of a, a a stars series, I think um, Kuznetsov has been kind of disappointing for the Caps. He was a he led them in points this year, I think. Yeah. Um, and he was he's been quiet in both series so far. Like, is there not a his normal bigger
0: self. surprise though than Matt Murray for the Penguins?
1: No, that's that, a good that's a good one. Like, I don't
0: think that there is a bigger surprise because that guy had not played. Yeah. (laughs) At all. (laughs) And comes in and like freaking wins everything. Like, I could, I was really, when when they lost both goaltenders, I was like,
1: yeah. This is going
0: to be bad. And then it wasn't. And then Matt Murray just did what Matt Murray does. And I was like, wow. All right, <laughs> like,
1: do you memory? You do you memory? Like, I
0: guess, I guess the Penguins are not worried about their future goaltending prospects. So, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Um, so that was honestly, he was the biggest surprise for me forever. Um, the biggest disappointment. Um, I'm like just the way the Panthers ended. Like, I don't, I don't really have a player in mind for yeah. that. I'm just really disappointed that they that they went out in the first round.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was seriously a case of Grice doing really well and then John Tavares going, Fuck all y'all, I'm scoring goals! I am <laughs> going to the second goddamn round! Yeah. <laughs> you kids, don't get in line! <laughs> right? I will turn this playoffs around! I will <laughs> turn this playoffs around and take you home!
0: <laughs> After we win! Okay, so, next part of Julia's question. Same question, but also for team. Oh, teams, matchups, and series. Um, biggest
1: surprise. It's mm, biggest
0: surprise for me is the uh, is the ducks going out. Probably honestly, yeah,
1: that was a big one. That's a
0: big surprise for me. Um, the biggest, I definitely
1: had the ducks going, and
0: again, the biggest let up, let down was the Panthers.
1: Um, I definitely had the ducks going out. That was the biggest one. Like I, I had, I thought Chicago would pull it out against the Blues, but they took it to seven. So I feel okay with being wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's
0: when it's when it's when you are so sure something's gonna happen and then the other team wins in like four or five games you're like look how that. Happened. really wrong what <laughs> just happened yeah where, where where my analysis gods now um also if the stars found a cat in their arena what would the name be um follow up how many minutes would it take for roost to adopt it and sneak it home under his jacket I think um, Bruce
1: is more the type to try and get somebody else to adopt I get it.
0: I know Bruce has a cat, so I really me feel know. like me yeah, me yeah. Me I really feel like Bruce would try to expand the Dallas Stars Cat Club and make somebody else take it home. And as far as like who he would get, I don't really know because I would never have pegged Jamie Ben as a cat owner. <laughs> I know. Um,
1: so I don't know. Oh gosh! I mean, you've got. I am trying to like I can't even come up with any good cat puns off the uh, on let's the fly. Let's look at our Let's look at our roster. You've got Kitty Lettinen, I guess. <gasps>
0: That's a good one. Catty Niami.
1: Catty Niami. Patrick we or Patrick Sharp.
0: Cody Meowkin.
1: <laughs> Mount Meautius Janmark. Oh, Meautius. That's who would take it all. Mount Meautius Janmark. Mew-tious
0: Janmark. That would be so cute. Travis Meowen. Travis meowing, but no one knows who he is. No, it's true. Pertrick Sharp.
1: Pertrick Sharp.
0: Stephen Pons.
1: <gasps> Stephen
0: Pons. Chris Purcell. Yeah. Okay. There's looking at a lot that of rod- really good ones. Yeah,
1: looking at that roster, I was reminded that we called Jack Campbell up. God, that's... <laughs> I threw up in my
0: mouth a little because earlier somebody... Because, you know, there was that whole thing today with the Lindy Ruff joking about who he was going to put in for the game tonight. Yes. And somebody was like spoilers, it's gonna be Chuck Campbell. And I was like, I am fucking going home right now, <laughs> burning all of my star shit, if that happens to be the case. It's not gonna be the case. It's not gonna be
1: the case. It's gonna be Miami.
0: Yeah. Alright, your turn.
1: Uh, Lauren asks, and I've got, actually got two related questions. So, first, first question from Lauren. Suggested stress relievers for poor souls watching these games. Other than alcohol, I have that one on da- I have that one down. And then Larry Joe asks uh, in a similar fashion Squeals, groans, flailing hands, Mackenzie, Spetsa, Roos. How do we live through these playoffs without imploding? Well, um, I talked to Carolyn about this
0: last game. I'm watching these games at Carolyn's house because I don't currently have cable or a way to watch them online um, without finding a free thing somewhere. Um, if I watch these by myself, the minute. The minute somebody goes up over the stars by more than one goal, I put it on mute. And it is my way of putting them in timeout (laughs) (laughs) until better things happen. If they go up by three goals, I actually change the channel and follow the game on Twitter. (laughs) and Because I can't. I can't. I just can't. I get too emotionally involved in everything. So that's how I handle the stress is by, like, putting them in timeout. (laughs) Like... That is that is my thing. I also, even when I am actually watching it, I won't always, like, have all of my attention on it because otherwise I get too, like... So I, I play games on my phone a lot while I'm watching these. I'll play a nice round of 2048 on my computer. You know, something like that. Just because if I give all of my attention to it, I, I get too emotionally worked up about it.
1: I... And, and she saw this uh, during game two... I can't sit down.
0: No, she stands up and walks
1: around. <laughs> I stand up and I walk around. Like, that is what I have to do when the stress gets too much. And it's actually really funny. So, um, Leicester City won the Premier League yesterday. Ah! I know, I know. Uh, Marin's super stoked about it. And I mean, I'm super stoked about it, too, because Listen, fuck have, everybody else.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. Here's a quick aside about Marin being excited about Leicester City. So, pause it now if you don't give a shit. Um, I... Grew up watching peripherally hawker, haw, uh, soccer. Hawker is what I was trying to say. <laughs> soccer with my dad, because um, my dad is a huge, huge soccer fan, and he gets cable. And like all of a sudden, they're they're airing Premier League, so he's taping it every. He's been doing this for years now, taping every single Premier League game and watching the ones he cares about. Fast forwarding through the ones he don't just doesn't just to watch the goals, but like. Leicester City happened and people started talking about it on Twitter like the Players Tribune was writing articles about it. Dad and I actually finally fucking had something to talk about that he was interested in. <laughs> he'll call me up and he'll talk to me about hockey but he doesn't really care. He just wants to talk to me about something. Right. But finally I got, had something that I could talk to him about that I didn't ame- immediately glaze over about and all of a sudden I give a shit about, about soccer. And so it was one of the most amazing things the other day. I talked to my dad on the phone for an hour about soccer and I didn't (laughs) want to hang up at any point at any point like so like my dad and I don't really communicate very well at all I spent most of my high school years like screaming at him or he was screaming at me we're very similar people in that we don't like being wrong (laughs) we fly off the handle when we get mad and we don't like to apologize afterwards so like that we're, we're so very similar that like it was, like, oil and water, except, like, if oil and water were made of the same thing and still repelled each other. <laughs> like magnets. Like magnets. Like, I was the North Magnet and he was the South Magnet and, like, oh, no, no. Like, he, we were both North Magnets. There you go. Couldn't touch each other. And I was just, like, finally, 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 we had something to talk about. And soccer was so exciting all of a sudden. So,
1: anyway, yes. Keep going, Leicester City. So, hopefully you all figured out what happened. They won. <laughs> They won on a tie game
0: played by two teams that were not them. Cause soccer's fucking weird. <laughs> like they won the championship because soccer doesn't have playoffs. Yep.
1: And they have tie games, which I think is silly. I know that hockey used to, but man, I love it's the tie games. Silly. I like tie games. I'm I'm pro-soccer scoring. But the point is, so I kind of knew the feeling. So the very first year I'd been a soccer fan. I was a Manchester City fan. And it ended up coming for Manchester. It was the first year that Manchester City had won a title in 38 years. This is the first time Leicester City's done it in, like, over 100. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But I'm so just, I'm just I'm like, no, ah, Leicester City. But the thing about the Manchester City winning the title, so Leicester City won the title yesterday. There's still two games left I know. in the Premier League. They so haven't they, even they, finished. They have it locked. Yeah. Manchester City... Won it on goal differential, which is a tiebreaker, because they had the same (laughs) amount of points with Manchester United, their crosstown rivals, and all they had to do to win was win a game against Queen's Park Rangers, who almost got relegated. (laughs) You're laughing. I am laughing. They were in extra time, down 3-2. Holy crap. If they had drawn, they wouldn't have won the title. In three minutes, in extra time, they won the title. In extra time, they won the they extra scored two goals in extra time. <laughs> in three minutes, they scored Holy shit. two goals to win the title because they wouldn't have been able to win it otherwise. <laughs> what were you doing? Were you like on the floor? I was or literally to feel attempting to do yoga. <laughs> Because I was dying! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: I'm just picturing you trying to do the downward facing dog while everybody's screaming on the TV.
1: I mean, and so whenever I need to cry, I just watch the, like, the, there's like a five minute YouTube video, and I'll link it uh, on the podcast, but there's a five minute YouTube video of, of Sergio Aguero's game-winning goal that won them the title in 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 2012 and anytime I need to cry I just look at that and then remember how I felt that day
0: (laughs) see and that uh, that I'm kind of sad that that's that Leicester City didn't get that
1: moment yeah where where they they actually won it on their own yeah you know that they because the thing but Leicester City has been good enough all year to win it and that's the best thing about maybe they'll have two pizza parties (laughs) so cute. Okay, but uh, that's, that's okay. how I deal with the stress is In I walk yoga around <laughs> and I try to do stretches. <laughs>
0: that's funny. I go through a progressive turning them off because they pissed me off. You do yoga. That's perfect. Yep. I think this has a lot about our personalities too. <laughs> All right, so next one. Chuck says, rate the star's attempts at playoff beards from newborn to lumberjack. So let's pull the... Um, so okay, newborn is
1: clearly... Clearly Matthew's Janmark.
0: Um Jamie Ben also has a shitty beard. He doesn't do beards. He doesn't do beards. I mean he's um, somewhat dry. John Klingberg is Newborn. Not newborn. Um the Roussel, I'm gonna give so, Newborn status just because he shaved his bits off. Okay, so question
1: number two related. <laughs> oh, I didn't
0: see that. Uh, is it because it makes him look more or evil or because he can't grow a real beard disgust? Oh, that's Roussel's playoff goatee. I think I don't know why he's doing that. It's I weird. think it's to make
1: him look evil. Probably to I make him like, look more evil. Wasn't there angible. somebody on on Tampa Bay who did that last year too? Like I feel like Brian Boyle. Maybe it was Brian Boyle or or Alex Kalorn or somebody. No, maybe. it was Chris Kreider. Chris oh, Kreider that's did it. Right. Yeah, he
0: did. He, he, he gave he himself he gave a gave super Yeah, he gave himself a pirate pirate super thing. villain
1: goatee. Um,
0: I'm also gonna put Val Natushkin here because he doesn't grow facial hair terribly well. No, it's he patchy. tries. He so. tries.
1: He, but he's blonde, eh? so it doesn't help.
0: No, it doesn't. Uh, so those are our newborns. Um, everybody else is kind of, like, on a varying scale. Let's go ahead and just do, like, the lumberjacks, which is obviously Patrick Eves.
1: Patrick Eves and Jordan. Miami
0: is also a lumberjack. Miami's at lumberjack status? Oh, fuck yeah. Have you, have you not seen it? Not without his helmet on. Um, uh, Johnny Oduya, lumberjack. Obs. Uh Goligosky, Lumberjack. Yep, he's doing well. Johnson DeMers also Lumberjack. Yeah,
1: John's John's like when he got called up, like shaved his beard and it was just weird.
0: Yeah. Like, don't do that again. No.
1: Um and Patrick Eves have if oh, we already said that. Yeah, we said Patrick. He said
0: Eves. his beard is amazing. His beard is so Confederate. It really he looks like a Civil War hero. It's amazing. Um a hero cuz he's playing for the North. Playing for the North, fighting for the North. <laughs> he's <laughs> but kinda... he's in Texas. I know, but we don't want to be pl- fighting for the South. No, in the we cons- don't want to be or. fighting
1: for the South. I'm just saying that's a little bit of a revisionist history there. I'm I'm just
0: throwing that out. We're trying. He's, trying. he's Canadian.
1: He wouldn't care about
0: the Civil he War. He wouldn't anymore. care about the Civil War anyway. Uh, okay, so that's 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 our that's our ratings. <laughs> 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 yeah, Everybody else kind of falls
1: in between. From things we learned today: that Texas was a Southern state. Um <laughs> it was actually wasn't it a territory at the time? It wasn't actually a state, was it? Texas got its statehood after the Civil War. Oh, we're terrible War. Texans. Um we're or not actually, actually Texans. Neither one of us is actually a Texan. <laughs> neither one of us took like Texas, high school Texas history.
0: Statehood. Um 1845, I'm no, wrong. Shit. Yeah, it was a state. I'm sorry. It was a state. Good job. Good job, way to be terrible, Texas. Not actually terrible, but yeah. I mean you're pretty terrible on that one. Terrible on that. Bad job. Bad, bad job. Okay, your turn.
1: Uh, Chris asks so I assume this is already on the agenda, but please speculate wildly on Seg's situation now that we have proof of life.
0: Um. Well, he is skating, and Lindy Ruff did say that once he's back skating, it's like four or five days yeah. in, before he starts playing again, so and um, I'm hoping for the weekend. Four or five days. Four or five days. Um, Healthfully, because I do not fucking want another letdown like last time. Right. Where he comes back, plays ten minutes, and then fucks off
1: for the rest of the game because he's he himself. And then dies. And then dies. Um... Also, Patrick Eaves is hopefully going to be at back for game four, which is. God, that's going to be. He's so the glue good. that holds us together. Apparently, who knew? Patrick Eves is Mr. Fix It. Patrick
0: Eves knew. That's Bob <laughs> the Builder. Patrick <coughs> Eves.
1: Okay. So, Chris has a question number two as well. This is what we get for taking a week off for real life.
0: I know. Sorry that this is going to be the longest podcast we've literally ever done.
1: Uh, thoughts on whether UFA's performance in the playoffs will affect who gets re-signed? Um, I would imagine there's some of that. I think it I think it actually counts more for how much money they make. Yeah. But, um, I
0: mean, how much money they make is going to be whether or not we can afford to re-sign them.
1: Right. Well, so that I think, though, I, I kind of feel like nil probably already knows who he wants next sure sure and if i had to venture a guess i would say we're probably not going to get golgoski back um i think we will keep demers hopefully i'm gonna knock my wood i love demers so i really want him on the team i love
0: demers Jordy ben loves demers Jordy ben should also stay i think Jordy ben will stay because he's cheap and um, he'll continue to be cheap because paying Jordy Ben playing paying Jamie Ben is like paying Jordy Ben. Basically. Did you see, speaking of Jordy Ben, did you see that video of Jamie Ben? Yes! I laughed. I mean, I knew it was I, I had a like it was obvious that this is what was going on, but I still laughed so hard when it happened. Like We'll <laughs> link the video and Jamie's mom at the end. Love you, Jordy! And Jamie,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the stars put out this video for the the EA cover vote <laughs> with the the Ben parents, Randy ab- and
0: Heather Ben,
1: talking about their favorite son. <laughs>
0: And it's like, they they say a couple really, really nice things, like, he just deserves so much recognition, he looked out for his older sister, he was really good at, like, all these different sports, he also played baseball, He's really good at this, and then, and then Randy Ben says, and I'm just so happy to y'all are recognizing Jordy, and then you hear this ret- record scratch sound, and the interviewer goes, uh, this is about Jamie, and the parents are like, Jamie? <laughs> what? And then his mom was like, I'm so mad at him for that Mother's Day prank. It was <laughs>
1: great.
0: Oh my God, it was so great. I laughed so hard, I cried.
1: Uh, so, we think. We'll- anyway, UFA. Jordy <laughs> <laughs> Bunn, please stay with the team. Please stay with the team. We need bun. more videos. Ugh, we um- do. But I think I think Russell's gone. I think Goligoski's gone. I think they're both looking for raises. Um, and, I mean... I wouldn't mind keeping Russell if he stayed around the same price. I don't, he's not going But to. I know he's not going to. And the thing is, he's playing well in the playoffs, so he's probably not... Like, not only, like, before when he was, like, putting out his, like, well, I'm looking for $5 million. Well, now he's doing well in the playoffs. Yeah. And so now people are going to be, like, actually maybe willing to pay him money. As opposed to before. Does he deserve five million? On no. The third I card? still wouldn't call him a five million dollar I wouldn't, But I would still so. probably think he was about three five, which I wouldn't want on my third pair. Sure. No. Yeah. Not when I've got two guys coming up from Cedar Park. Yeah. And Lindell is definitely, I think, ready for a What an do you HL. think about do you think Backman's gonna
0: go back over to the To Sweden? Sweden? Um or maybe Sveria as the Swedes say.
1: I did not know that.
0: I used to have a Swedish coworker.
1: Uh I think possibly. I think he might... But I I know when he was with the Griffins, he wasn't particularly f- happy with their playing time he was getting. And I feel like he's gotten more playing time in Cedar Park than he would have with the Griffins. Um, but I don't think he... I don't know how close he would be to being an NHL player with the Stars. And yeah. I know that's obviously his, like, thing, is, like, all of them want to be NHL players. Sure. So it could just be... Like, they're, so I've got this, like, it's basically based on, like, the hierarchy of what people actually want in life, but specific to unrestricted free agents, the reasons they sign anywhere, number one is money, number two is the ability to win a trophy, number three is for playing time and or respect, like, that's why Horkoff left, right? He wanted playing time, he wanted the role. Sure. Um, and then number four is to move home. And so Bachman has, you know, three and four would probably be pretty close on his list. yeah. So we'll see. Well, I really like him. I like his game in the AHL. I think he- Jersey
0: cursed is all I'm saying. Jersey cursed. That is true. I didn't buy a new one. I bought a game worn of his. Yeah. The Star Wars one. But it's still a pretty sweet jersey. It's still a fucking sweet jersey. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to wear it. <laughs> and even if I never see him again, I still got his signature and took a picture with him that one time. And... I My mean, god,
1: that man is very attractive. It would be a blow to our attractiveness on the blue line if both Blacker and Backman left.
0: Yeah, but Backer's not a blow in any other sense.
1: No, just the pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the pretty. I-, I feel like every good thing he did for the Stars this year was accidental. I don't... I, I mean, I didn't watch enough Texas Stars to really be able to comment on that.
0: Well, see, because I watched him on the Texas Stars, but I also watched him last season on the, on the San Antonio Rampage. He was not
1: good. He was... He's just not a good hockey player. He's not a good hockey player. Um, so, I, I think the Texas Stars is actually going to be a really interesting situation. Yeah. More so, I think, than our NHL team. Because our pipeline has been so good and fruitful yeah. <laughs> that a lot of them are now in the NHL. And so... You know, how many boys from juniors are we bringing in? How many draft picks are going to be able to make it right into the AHL? You know, are we going to start signing some of these free agents out of um, college? I would trade
0: like half of them for a good goaltender. Yeah, I would. I would too. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there, Jim Nell. No. <laughs> just saying. Okay, so next question: Anon asks, "When do you think we will see an out gay player? Is it possible someone will come out in the next five years?" Or is this something that will take quite a while? Smiley face. That's
1: a really hard question. It is a hard question
0: because I just don't know.
1: I really honestly don't know. And the thing is also, though, like, if you look at the other sports, the people who have come out have generally still not had careers. Michael Sam did not. Michael Sam did not have a career. And and it is also quite possible that Michael Sam was overrated at Missouri. Yeah. But also at the same time, like, I don't doubt that his sexuality is... I don't doubt for a second that his sexuality influenced things. And even just hearing out... There was actually a story that came out of the um, recent draft combine for the NFL where I think it was the Atlantic Hawks. Their GM was straight up asking people, are you gay? Wow! Like, like it may not have been the GM, but it, like, it was yeah. somebody specifically from that org. Yeah. Like, like the, it, so... That's gross. It's It's really... Professional sports is very much not where, if I I, was a person playing professional sports and I was a man, I would feel very uncomfortable being out. I don't think in a society where we are
0: literally trying to make it illegal for people to use a certain bathroom that we're ready for, ready to accept fully. Yes. I just, I want, I want, I want the world to be better than it is. Yep. But it's not. Nope. And so I just don't. I, I just don't see it happening. I don't see
1: it happening. Not, not if somebody's own free will. No. Um. I mean, we know for a fact there are gay players. Like that's, yes. Even just like Statistics, statistically, yeah. <laughs> you've got seven hundred guys in the NHL. Some of them are gay. Yeah. And I think what Brian Burke has said it too. Yeah. Like there are definitely gay guys playing in the locker room. Will they ever God, be? That scare the shit out of me. Will they be out in the next five years? Who knows? I really I I don't I don't know. I, I, I couldn't even see it in the next two years with it being a voluntary thing. No. Um and that's sad and it sucks. But I also respect their desire Fuck to yeah, I respect
0: their right to privacy. Respect right to pli- privacy. Like they nobody should come out because they're gonna be the token first. Yeah. Like and I feel like and I'm not saying that this is what the Anon is doing, and I'm not saying that this is what anybody who asks these questions is doing, but the idea that somebody needs to just so they can be a token for everybody else is absolutely ridiculous because of the prejudice that does exist for people that come out. So whether or not somebody does or doesn't, like, the entire face of their life is going to change. Yep. And so I, it's fine to ask these kinds of questions, to just to speculate on when when society might be ready for that. Um, but I just don't, like, as much as I want the world to be different, I just don't know that we're there yet.
1: Yeah. Same. Like I said, if it was me and I was a professional male hockey player, I would be very, very, very hesitant to be out with anybody but very close friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, your turn, I think. My turn? Okay. Um, Andrew asks. Whoops. Because my phone or my mouse copies and pastes things weird now. Uh, Andrew asks, I'm always too late on these. All right, question number one, because he had multiple questions. How much puck could a wood puck puck if a wood puck could puck goals? First, you must define said wood puck. I'm going to go f- 42.
0: I mean, you're just doing the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I was just doing that. <laughs> I know exactly what's going on there. Uh, I think a woodpeck is a kind of a woodpuck. A woodpuck. A woodpuck is a kind of a kind of bug.
1: It's a bug. Yeah, it's a bug. I think it's a bug. Is it a lone bug or is it a swarmy type bug? It's a swarmy type bug. So then, how much puck could a woodpuck puck if a woodpuck could puck goals? I would say none, because most swarmy type goal bugs. Eat things, so there yeah. would there would be no wood pucks, or there'd be no wood pucks. Yeah, yeah. No puck yeah. to goal.
0: No puck to goal. I boom. The, yeah.
1: Logic. All right. Your question. <clears throat> question number two. Would hockey <clears throat> be better with any of the below? Number one, eliminate blue lines. Number two, eliminate the second assist. And number three, have five skaters instead of defined positions.
0: Better, I think it would be more interesting if we had five skaters instead of positions because I feel like that would allow for a lot more
1: creativity. I agree. I think there's a lot of people who get too hung up on the idea of defense (coughs) being only specifically in their own zone. Yeah. When they have clearly the game is changing so that everybody needs to be able to play offense. Yeah. And defense. I, defense. I, I feel like having
0: five skaters instead of five
1: positions would make it a much more interesting game. I don't necessarily think we need to eliminate blue lines because I think it is actually a really helpful demarcation demarcation because you play very differently when you're closer to the goal than you do when you're in the neutral zone versus whatever right um I do think eliminating offsides would be an interesting addition yeah not maybe even just eliminating the offsides challenge like that's clearly been the biggest problem during it's been so stupid
0: like I understand I understand, I understand why they did it but I feel like at some point we need to say that, like, five your zone entry five minutes before you actually end up scoring the goal doesn't actually count anymore.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: If you're not off a rush, I don't think it should count.
1: No. Um, Eliminating the secondary assist. I am not a secondary assist fan, obviously. Um, But I have... I think they have their place. So it was interesting. I We got into this discussion the other day on Twitter. Um, secondary... They're... Only about 50% of 5-on-5 goals have a secondary assist. So a lot of 5-on-5 goals are scored off the rush or whatever. And even though a lot of those secondary assists are awarded based on stupid non-playmaking things, it's not necessarily the case on power plays, because in power plays you have set plays. And so people are passing the puck in a definitive manner to try and make a play.
0: I was about to say, like some of those saucer passes, though, to get to set up a play, I would still want to be counted. Right, and so the thing is, like that one to Niemi to Tyler Sagan, that
1: was amazing. That one,
0: not Niemi, Lennon to to Tyler Sagan was fucking amazing. Yeah, but that's still
1: a primary assist. Like that secondary. would, but yeah, that's why I stopped because that was a primary assist. Yeah, and um, we do love goalie points, so eliminating secondary assists would eliminate a lot of goalie points. Um, not
0: that they count in my fantasy league,
1: <laughs> but. The problem really is that secondary assists, as they are, are just poorly given out. And because there are that many more five-on-five goals than there are power play goals, you get inflated numbers.
0: But I also, I don't think that hockey would be better or worse for counting right. secondary
1: assists. I don't either. I think
0: it could be more interesting watching the game, setting up the game, analyzing the game, if we had five skaters instead of five physicians. I agree. I agree exactly physicians. with that. Cool. Last question. It's my turn, I think. It is your turn, <laughs> Robert. One of my co-journalists at Defending Big D asks, "Well, I think one question is, is what is the big bank industry thinking by raising checking account monthly fees?" Many, pi-. and then Twitter cut him off before he could finish that question. And my answer to you, Robert, is: Why are you using a bank that charges you checking account fees?
1: Boom! Mic drops! Mic drop! <laughs> USA <laughs> does it!
0: <laughs> I pay jack all for my checking account. Me too. And I get ATM rebates because they don't want to make ATMs, so you can
1: literally use anything. <laughs> uh, and so that's all we've got for you today on this super duper extra long podcast. Um, thank you guys for all of your questions and sticking with us through our name change and everything. And I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I am Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Hockey and our email address at deephearthockey.gmail. We are
0: actually one of the coolest things about this change is that we're Deep Heart Hockey literally everywhere. So our Tumblr, our Twitter, our email, and our blog on WordPress are all deep hard hockey now. So making life we don't easier. even have to worry about saying that because nobody's gonna fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not us.
1: Especially not us. <laughs> so thank you. Good night. Bye. Go stars